You're listening to the JC Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode 139. Uh, joining me on today's show are um, John Reed, uh, a Chelmsford City fan, and uh, and more importantly, as far as I'm concerned, a Leeds United fan as well. But uh, we might we might dip into that a bit later on. And uh, I've also got Ryan Worley, the uh, Anne Avery t- TV pioneer and uh, a Millers fan as well. Uh, good morning, gents. How are you both today? Morning. Yep. Great. Thank you. Morning. Good. Morning, James. Good. Very good. 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 Morning. Yeah. And um, I was just having a chat with John off air. It's his. Um, it's his birthday next week, and I know he's out last night, and he's but he's kept himself remarkably fresh for us this morning, which is uh, which is much appreciated. Um, well, listen. There was. Um, yeah. Listen, there was two uh, terrific wins for both of your sides yesterday. I'm glad to report. Um, if you don't mind, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Avely's was uh, possibly the more eye-catching and impressive. Obviously, going away to a to a higher division side. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so I'll start with you, Ryan. It was a two-one win at Hornchurch. Uh, I'm looking at the match details now. You um you took the lead for a, a Shad Nagandu penalty. They they uh, levelled on the stroke of half time by looking by Chris Dixon penalty. Um, crucially, they had Mickey Parcell sent off early in the second half, and you scored a winner through Harry Gibbs. Um, yeah. tell, me, tell me about the game, mate. Deserved win, and, and what was the day like? Um, day was fantastic. Um, a bit busy for me because I, I had to work first. I managed to get away, so thanks to my colleagues for covering the, covering the, uh, the afternoon part of my shift so I yeah. can get away. Um, but no, the, the game itself, the conditions were, were terrible. It was really, really windy over there. Um, although I live sort of locally to Hornchurch, I've never actually been to the stadium before. I didn't realise how open it was and everything. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the pitch was seemed okay the, I was chatting to a few lads afterwards and they said that wasn't really a leveller like we played we still played football on there and they tried to play football so it was it a was decent game mm. um, a few sort of 50-50 calls probably went sort of against us a little bit in the first half I would say there, were, there was certainly one where one of their players um, got a yellow and then later on it appeared to have sort of stamp on one of our players and the ref didn't even give a free kick for that so and that would have been potentially a, a red or a second yellow um, but started the game well, to be honest. They they didn't really attack us for the first sort of ten minutes or so, and it was it was all us. Um, obviously, Alex has got got taken down um, just inside the box by uh, by their defender. One of the, it's one of those tackles where he's last man, but because it's a genuine attempt, obviously there was there was no red card. Right. Um, but surprisingly, the ref didn't even give a yellow, which, which I, I don't don't understand. Even I think their bench were questioning the fourth official as to if it's a penalty, why is it not a yellow card? Hmm. Um, and that's their own bench sort of thing. So, um, But yeah, we took the lead, did well. Um, they grew into the game a bit more as the, as the half went on. Um, and then um, their right back, um, Parcel, obviously did well down the right and, and crossed it in. It managed to hit one of our defenders um, on the arm and they got a penalty with the last kick of the first half. And obviously Chris Dixon, you know, he's, he's ex-pro, so he's going to yeah, be plan. cool, calm and collected and slotted it past, past David Hughes. Um, but, but then second half, I think we started the second half very well, but the first five, ten minutes, there was a lot of off-the-ball challenges or late tackles. The ref gave little free kicks against them. Um, and then um, Parcello set up their, their their penalty chance, actually got a red card. Um, we were on the other side of the pitch. I couldn't really see how bad the tackle was, but you could tell from the reaction of the bench, the fans, etc., that were that side, um, it wasn't great. Um, but the referee gave a straight red, and then within two minutes, we score again with Harry Gibbs. Um or was it a header from Harry? Balling. He's centre half, isn't he, Harry? I, I believe is that right? Yeah, yeah. It was. I, it, 
I'm trying to recall it was I'm pretty sure it was either a corner or a free kick that we yeah. had it might have even been the free kick from the foul for the red card actually um, and the ball had come in and, and got cleared but Harry stayed in there mm. and then it fell to our right back John Nzengo who whipped the ball in and Harry was still there and nodded it past the goalie mm. um, I thought at one point I was going to collapse because he, he came across and, and him and George Sykes were both hefty hefty guys both enveloped me on the side and I thought nice at one. some point I wasn't going to come back up for air so there's <laughs> a good way to be mobbed I hope uh, whoever the uh, yeah, resident it, photographer was snapped um, to and, then, it, yeah. and then obviously as the game went on it was a bit niggly they come back into the game a bit more yeah. um, brought on Marvin Morgan at half time brought on Charlie Stimpson as well in the second half so they were sort of going for it yeah. I think at one point they were playing two at the back and three up front and everyone else in midfield but no it was decent to be fair and it was it was good for um for a lot of players and people are part of our club for us to win the Crystal Derby. As it's well, I was, gu- yeah, was going to come on to this element of it. It's, uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, hashtag Crystal Derby. It's, um, now, let me get straight. It's all um, Averley coach George Christou uh, versus yes, the right, yeah. brother and Hornchurch, I think he's midfielder, isn't he, Joe? Joe Christou. Uh, yeah. And yeah. obviously over and above that, there's plenty of working connections between the clubs. Mainly by virtue of the fact that um, that plenty of people have worked with current Urchins boss uh, Mark Stimson, um, yeah, prim- primarily at Thurrock, of course. Did did that add a nice sort of aspect to the game? Did it? It doesn't sound like it made it any friendlier for a start. No, I, to be honest, I don't think I don't think there was any issues in in regards to it. Everyone sort of seemed to get to get on. But like, I was standing with George for a little bit when we were doing a few interviews after the game, and everyone was yeah. coming out and shaking his hand and congratulating him and stuff. There was no there was no sort of beef, I suppose, in regards to it. Um, it was just probably more a little bit of ag in the sense of it's a local derby, so mm. you just want to get one up on whoever it be. If it had been Tilbury or Greys or Dagenham, whoever it is, because it's obviously local to us. Yeah. Um, then you just you just play the game and get on with it. There, there was no real issues behind it we, we played the game and we won 2-1 which is, which is ideal it really is a local derby As somebody who lives in the area and knows that geography yeah. and does uh, usually I do the run up to the tip up Gerfield's Lane but uh, you come down uh, I think it's probably Romford Road uh, you know straight out of Averley and then you just do that right into Upminster and, you, and you're practically on top of it and I mean I know they're Technically, we're talking Essex County and uh, London Borough of Havering, but um, it really yeah. is a kind of stone throw away for these sort of two. Um, yeah, that's it. It, it. it feels as though they're worlds apart, but I suppose yeah. from ground to ground, you can probably get there within about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, back. absolutely. I, I'm looking at the card now. It says there were nigh on 600 people in Hornchurch Stadium. That's a great effort. How many um, How many of them do you think were, were Avery fans, uh, Roy? Um it's hard to say because there was a, there was in the first half. I don't think we knew where we were going to go because obviously at the stadium it's an athletics track, so we were sort of on corner flags diagonally opposite each other in 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 the, in the first half. So yeah. there was one bit where Cornish were attacking, obviously one end um, away from the clubhouse in the first half, and we were we were at the clubhouse end, sort of tucked into a corner on a tiny little stand, and then in the second half we were in diagonally opposite corner and it, looked, mm. it felt as though there was a lot more. I, I would like to say there was at least maybe 150, 200. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but certainly the noise made it sound as though there was a couple of thousand, yeah. to be honest, because um, the guys, to, to be fair, like we've had a lot of praise from, from the players and stuff and they like obviously the, the songs and whatever that, that the fans do. Mm. But certainly in the last few months, there's been more. Um, like I know we've spoken to Sam before. Um, Sam's one of the guys who obviously started Sons of Averley, and they it looked summer of last year they arranged sort of getting a drum and got some flags and stuff just to, to boost support. And Sam uh, um, and Tim, who run that, have been coming to Averley for years. Mm. Um, 
but in the last, whenever we get games, we always try and encourage people to come behind the the the, the, um, the goal with us to sing and stuff. And, and the, the lads, obviously, because we're quite close to them with the interviews and stuff that we do, all they ever talk about on camera sometimes and on off camera is. The, the, the singing was great today everyone was fantastic it was very vocal but yesterday was certainly probably the, the most I've seen mm. whether that's because it's such a big game maybe for more family and friends came I don't know um, but certainly it was it was a great atmosphere to be at yesterday Yeah, as always with these things with these terrific cup runs the uh, the key to it is keeping those ones who come along for the first time and get excited by yeah. it and, and hopefully they'll be back uh, you know for those probably you know more obviously more well, mundane they've certainly got a lot of games yeah yeah yeah, I was going to say they've certainly got a lot of games because I think the next five weeks we play Saturday midweek for the next five weeks. I believe to obviously You've got catch one. Up I listened to Keith Rowland on the radio. You've got one uh, Monday evening as well. Is it is it Berry Town as well? Uh, you've yeah, Berry on Berry on Monday. They, yeah, it's the game I saw. Yeah, I saw Swifts uh, edge past Berry Town one 0 yesterday. Deserve win for Swifts, but um, Berry Town clearly a good side. So they're, they're obviously no pushovers, but um, yeah, they come thick and fast. That's that is the kind of uh, the double edged sword for a non league club doing well in the uh, in the cups, of course. But John, um, let me bring you in. Um, it uh, it seems like um, certainly on paper an infinitely uh, more clear cut affair with you. It was a four 0 home win over Salisbury. Um, I, I, you know, I heard you. I think you picked up ten points out of twelve over the Christmas period. Uh, obviously, this nice uh, encouraging trophy win here. You turn the corner, mate. Are the Clarets kind of have they clicked into gear? Do you think now for for the uh, for the runner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've picked, they've certainly kicked from where they were. Um, a couple of months ago, <clears throat> there was, um, you know, we, we were not in a great place a, a couple of months ago. There was, there seemed to be uh, quite a lack of mobility in the side. There was, um, you know, we, we were quite ponderous in, in pretty much everything we did. It seemed, mm. and, uh, I know that I know that the management were trying to get the right sort of players in, um, and and finally, it sort of the, the arrival of Tom Knowles from Cambridge on loan as as, as sort of boosted and really sort of boosted us and mm. he, he's just been a, a bit of a spark really he, he's just so um, athletic so where, where does he in, play John was he cent- centre of the park or what, what sort of player is he no he, he sort of he comes in off the one of the, he comes with both wings right. he sort of mixes it up with Chris Welpdale but yeah. Welpdale has been playing a bit more at the back um, and yesterday for example um, because because there's defence issues obviously I mean, which I can talk about but mm. we, you know we've had a pretty much a constant defensive defensive issues all season so Welpdale has been playing um, right back but, but yesterday he I've never seen him you know he might as well have been right right wing back and yeah. or right right wing because he was just everywhere on the park I think I think Welpdale has also had some fitness issues perhaps prior to Christmas and he looks he looks proper fit now so yeah uh, think, yeah things are moving in the right direction yeah, um, and with regards to this particular game, four 0 was it as straightforward as that sounds? Did you control it, or, or was it a bit hairy in past? It was. I mean, they've got some, still got some good players. I mean, obviously, Claridge yeah. with the manager has brought has got a couple of exciting guys. He's got um, Dan Fitchett, who always seems to do well against us. They've, they've got uh, a decent side. They're obviously quite. They're doing well in the league below. They're, yeah. they're, I think they're, if they win their games in hand, they they sort they're pretty much top. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a very, it was incredible end to end game. It was possibly the best game of the season, right? Uh, for just non-stop action, it was like one of them, you know, the under eight games where yeah. the ball just goes from one end to the other constantly. Um, we, you know, it was it was neck and neck for the first thirty minutes or so. We both had the same amount of chances. 
Um, Jeffers, Sean Jeffers broke away. They were a bit slow at the back, though. I mean, Jeffers broke away and just nicked one past the keeper mm. uh, to make it 1 0, um, probably about 30 minutes in, give or take. And from then on, uh, the chances just kept coming for us. And we, we yeah, I think really we weren't. Laurie Walker, who's, who was carrying a knock, he didn't, he didn't really get tested after that, um, that I can particularly remember. So, yeah, in the end, it was comfortable. A few moments early on, but in the end, it was pretty comfortable. And there was some some cracking goals as well. Johnny Giles scored the second mm. with a um, a wind assisted, I think it's fair to say, effort. Uh, you know, again, like like Ryan mentioned, it was very yeah, windy day. Yeah, it um, was, I think yeah. we dealt we dealt with the windy conditions pretty well in the second yeah. half, perhaps better than they did. Um, played the ball on the ground, which is which is always nice. And um, yeah, I mean, Jeff has got a third, and and Chris Welpdale with the outside of his boot. Um, with the fourth and it, in the end yeah it does come across pretty comfortable but yeah it's a really good performance actually yeah the wind was secretly I think uh, the most influential uh, fact or one of the most influential factors it was, certainly wasn't my game it was a game of two halves and once it was in the face of uh, Berry Town it was, well it's it was the Athletic yeah. Stadium as well isn't it yeah mate? of course yeah. Yeah, as, as, it as it is with, as it is with Hornchurch as Ryan was saying with Hornchurch with yeah. those open stadiums it blows across you and it's uh, it really is a factor isn't it not great, unfortunately, but it is what it is, you know, as it is. Yeah, John, what was, what was strange with our, with our game on. yesterday, though, is, is the, the, the wind in the first half, it appeared to affect um, David with his kicking, because he seemed to be a little bit off, and I don't know if you've seen Dave Hughes, but his kicking is fantastic normally. Yeah. Um, but then in the, second, in the second half, although the wind didn't change, their goalkeeper seemed to be fine with it. Um, but the good thing was, in the second half, we had sort of the wind with us, so although Dave can kick for miles as it is, that wind was assisting. So he was taking goal kicks that were actually dropping on the edge of their box, for example. And we were we, obviously because the rules, you're not offside from a goal kick. We could stand up as high as we, we, we wanted to. And I think that caught him out a little bit as well. But we didn't get any goals from it. But obviously it's uh, it, it's uh, it's better to be. 18 yards from their box when trying to win a header than, yeah. than 40, 50 yards up. No, absolutely. Now, I know you guys have uh, had some semi-banter in the in the WhatsApp group for the show, talking about perhaps drawing each other in the next round or who you might get. Um, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's an obvious team, I think, uh, you know, people have mentioned uh, trying to get away, but I won't preempt it. Um, John, are you first uh, home or away? Who are you get in the next round? You, you mentioned a preference for, for away fixtures for Carrots, yeah? <laughs> Well, I, I, look, I, 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 it's quite a large group of us who go away, and we 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 do like away games. And, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I know the club will want a home game, obviously, but for for a, for a fan who likes a day out, yeah. we we quite fancy obviously the Notts County aspect. Um, I, I, you know, you, you've got to decide whether you want to win it or whether you want a, a big day out. Do you think you can actually get to the final? You've got to think about these things. Um, I, I'm, I, I just don't. What I don't. What, what I don't want is just to get something like an Eastley away. Um, we've yeah. been there loads of times, not never, never win there. I don't really want to just go out with a whimper. So you either you either want a winnable home game or a glamour tie, and there's not too many glamour ties around. But obviously, Notts County is one. Mm. Maybe a trip to Blackpool, somewhere like that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and Ryan, what about you? We're going to sort of pack out Parkside, or, or you're going to you're going to get on the bus again? What, what do you want? Um. Well, we were, t- we were chatting last night because after, after the game, we, quite a few of us went back to the club and we were going through like moments of the season and goals of the season and stuff. 
And the thing I think the, the, the best point for us so far this, this season was the away, sorry, the journey home from Taunton. Because although it had been 3 3, like everyone seemed to bond, all the players around laugh. It was a bit This a was the party so bus, wasn't it? I, I, I seem to remember yeah, footage. Well, is that right? The disco bus. bus yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we had uh, yeah, Alex McCroffy right, yeah, yeah. on, and he was, uh, I think he was telling me he was the resident so, yeah, uh, yeah. DJ. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so another trip like that would be ideal. I know. I know some of the players want to want to do a big trip like like because we've been we've been Grinstead, Taunton, Biggleswade, Carshalton, obviously Hornchurch all away. We had Bowers at home as well, and that's yeah. what the run we've had. You've done it the hard and, way, haven't you? Is it? Is it? Did I see? Is yeah, it five we, out of six. And, and when five went, out of six were higher division sides. Is that? Is that right? Yeah, I think I'm not sure about I'm not sure about Biggleswade. Right. But I know I know East Grinstead are the same level as us. I think Biggleswade are as well. Yeah. But all of the others are, are definitely a, a league above. Um, obviously, going to Taunton, going to Carshalton, win, winning, and then ended up having conceding late late equalisers, which wasn't ideal. Um, but we obviously beat them at home. So to be honest, wherever we play, we're going to fancy ourselves. I think because obviously mm. the type of football we play, it doesn't really matter. I think as a club. Fans will probably like it and like an away day. I know, having listened to Keith's interview with BBC Essex just before the call today, he wants a big home get a game for to yeah. obviously to pack up Parkside, a reward for the club and a reward for the players to obviously test themselves at home. But I think the players and the fans want another journey away because obviously he's bonded a lot of us. So we'll have to wait and see. Similar to what John's just said, we don't really want to go out on a sort of a on a whim. We, we don't want to go and play a team that. It ends like it on, on a low then, Jeremy. Yeah, Chelmsford or Concord away, just sort of somebody yeah, who knows we, we, you we, and we, should be. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's, yeah. that's it. We probably yeah. we probably prefer to go away yeah. to someone like a Yeovil or Notts County and get beat three 0 than yeah. than go away and a game that we could potentially win and then lose two one, for example, or something like that. On, and yeah. it's not really enjoyable. It's something we can get. So yeah, ideally we don't want to we don't want to Chelmsford maybe a, a Concord. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, obviously Concord have got to get through anyway yeah. anyway first. Um, but yeah, maybe in, maybe in not County away, or like John said, a weekend in Blackpool. Yeah. Um, one byproduct of all this, John, is that I mean, I, d- I initially did say I'll get you on for a chat about the uh, I've seen it dubbed the A130 derby, which I suppose is about right. It was a it was a County Cup quarter final lined up for this Tuesday evening, uh, Concord against Chelmsford. Um, obviously, uh, Concord's replay will have scuppered this game, I presume. FA will take precedence here. Um, but you know, as and when that game comes up, always interesting uh, match between these two. Um, in that particular competition, I think we've got four county cup wins, six senior cup wins uh, between the two of them out of the last six. Um, so certainly no strangers to success there. Uh, is that a game uh, Clarets fans are looking forward to, John? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> um, you, it's, it's always good fun that going down there. There's, there's always a bit of a laugh. I think we. With Ant and um, with, all, with with the Concord lads, I think I think we we sort of we, we didn't know what to make of each other a few years ago, but I think we do now. I think we we, we get on pretty well, and yeah. um, it, it, we do have a good laugh down there. And uh, we we generally uh, a lot of the Chelmsford boys we tend to walk down there uh, because it's quite close. We do a lot of walking, and we tend to walk down there over during the day, and then sort of uh, enjoy ourselves in the evening there. How far is that, John? Um, do you know mileage? It's it's about. Yeah, about twenty or twenty miles or is so. It? If we go, there's a, there's a bit of a route, bit yeah. of a route through Wickford and through the country we can go to. But but as for, as far as the game goes, um, you know, depending on how yesterday went, obviously, um, you know, if we'd have perhaps lost yesterday, um, then you know, with the league sort of being a little bit sketchy, it might have been that 
a number of us might have perhaps felt a little bit more about winning it, if you like, mm. to yeah. sort of keep the season alive, yeah. possibly. But with with the result yesterday, and obviously there's interest in the trophy continuing, maybe, I'm just guessing it, maybe that it's perhaps not as important mm. as perhaps it, it could have been. So mm. I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's not important. Obviously, we would, would like to win it. We'd like a day after Colchester, because I think the club takes it quite seriously at Chelsea. We, we, yeah. We've always literally always going back from when I was a kid we, we've we always really been up for the Essex Senior Cup yeah. and um, just t- treated it with a bit of respect really and, and mm. always put the, the, the proper team out and yeah so, so I'm looking forward to it again um, it's always an experience going down to uh, the gas works always, always an interesting day mm. but yeah I'm looking forward to it it should be good and, and they're a good side yeah yeah, no. So you're both you're both touching on uh, there's a similar point here, which is you know, is this this trying to dovetail this cup success with with league ambitions? I mean, with Avely, I think they started uh, yesterday second in the Isthmian North Division by virtue of not playing and Swifts winning. I think they've I can't remember. They, they, well, they'll obviously have at least come down to third. I'm not looking at a table at the moment, but um, for both of you, I mean. You know, John, you were alluding to it there. Where do your priorities lie? You know, FA Trophy. You've got County Cup. You you've got to have one eye on on National League South success. Um, do you know sort of internally, uh, both of you, where, where priorities lie in terms of of cup and league success this year? Go on, Ryan. Um, I know. Oh, right, um, I know. Um, if you gave us the option of of everything we've done so far in the trophy, the, the money the club's earned, etc., the away days, the, the atmosphere that is currently at the fan, with the fans and the players, mm. or promotion, I know we'd, we'd give it all back and get promotion now, we'd snap your hand off. Right. Um, obviously, James, you're, you're aware of how close we came last year, and mm. obviously you guys came a bit closer, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we would happily happily forget the, the, F, the FA Cup run, just play Saturdays on midweek, the odd game, and, and just try and win, obviously do as well as we can in the league. It's going to be tough with Malden. Obviously, the six ahead of us now, and they've got two games in hand as well on us. Um, we've got three games in hand on Haybridge, but we just we have to just go. With, like George, we, we interviewed George Christie after the game, and, and his final point was, we might have won the game. He said we'll enjoy ourselves tonight, but we've got a game Monday. We have to we have to play and then end it, go on to the next one. At least we just one game at a time. Mm. But certainly, I know from having spoke to a couple of people yesterday, sort of off camera as part of the club and stuff, that they they were exactly the same. They they were they'd give it all up to get promoted. Yeah, yeah, I think with Parkside and I think the aspirations there at Avely, I think, uh, you know, Premier Football would, would be good. And uh, John, just, just finally on this this area, with, with regards to Chelmsford and, and league aspirations, it, is the kind of trophy stuff, is it is it still masking over um, perhaps a, a sort of slight tinge of disappointment there? Or, you know, where, where do you see sort of Chelmsford with regards to, to their league aspirations at the moment? Well, and obviously the Chelmsford choke uh, every year is legendary. It's it's the, the playoff who do yeah. uh, every year. You know we're, we're we're really sort of I wouldn't say we're optimistic at all in any shape because that's just you have to be you have to be you have to have that defence mechanism as a Johnson fan. But I think we've um, from where we are this season. I think we've we lost a lot of impetus back in uh, October November. Lost a lot of games which we should have been getting points from against the lower ranked sides if you like, and um, that really has, has left us playing big catch-up and personally I, I do worry that there might be too much to do we've got a lot of sort of tough games against the, the better sides coming up which might mean that there's, there is possibly too much to do I know that the club are all over 
trying to get into the playoffs. Hmm. Um, you know, Rod, Rod's mission every year is to is to is his mission statement get into the playoffs, and hopefully we'll have a good year. But um, yeah, I mean, it is all about the league, as Ryan says. Um, it, it, the, the trophy is just a bonus, in my opinion. Um, we've traditionally not done very well in the trophy up until the last few years, but it is a bonus. It's, it just keeps it does keep the buzz going. Um, obviously, it, if you're winning trophy games, you're playing well, so um, it keeps the momentum going. But yeah, we, we've got to just scrap to get into that top, top seven. Yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be a tough ask, but there's a, there's a I don't know. We've got a fighter's chance of getting there. Absolutely. Now, gents, if you don't mind, I'm just going to say a quick word for my sponsor, which is uh, sports equipment and kit retailer ProKit UK, uh, the company which put their money where their mouths are when it comes to backing independent and professional journalism like mine, as well as grassroots football projects and clubs. Check out the full range at ProKitUK.com. Um, just on them, uh, Ryan, if memory serves correct, Avely uh, get their, their kit of ProKit. Is that right, mate? Um, I'm not... Too sure. I think we're a different make this year. I, th- I know we was ProKit last year, but I'm not sure who we get it from, to be honest. I'm not involved with any of that stuff, but I'm sure our make is, I want to say Geoma, but I'm not, yeah. but I'm not 100% I sure. I thought I saw them running that in the ProKit kit every week. But uh, yeah, obviously, um, yeah, if there are any clubs out there uh, in need of a freshen up in the summer, do go and uh, speak to Mark Warwick and the guys at ProKit. Um, gents, I don't know if you heard last week's show, but we had um, uh, one of our guests was Jody Brown, and uh, <laughs> I had an interesting week uh, going to cover a game at Chadfields last week, uh, which which um, prompted me to have a discussion about uh, the uh, the standards uh, at, uh, at step four at the moment with regards to, to welcoming visiting fans and uh, and club officials or journalists like myself. Um, I, I, Jody made some comments about. Um, the standard of stewarding, and I had an email in uh, from a gentleman who'd like to remain anonymous, um, but he's, allowed, he's going to allow me to read a, a couple of his comments, so I'm just going to do that here. Uh, he says, regarding Jody's comments on stewards and fans getting into the dressing room, at this level, the stewards are the most rarest of commodities, uh, volunteers. He says, at uh, his previous club, the stewards also ran the turnstiles, um, and as I, you recall, referring to me, they, they were opposite end of the ground to the dressing rooms. Says he's good friends with the chief steward and used to give him a lift away to games. And uh, after he had a serious health scare, he still came back and continued helping out after his recovery as nobody else was putting their hands up. He said, so far from being unprofessional, it's more a case of doing the best with what you've got available. Um, John, I mean, I, I, I know that uh, Chelmsford are, are really well served in this area uh, with regards to, to volunteers and stewards. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, both of you, I mean, whoever would like to comment, uh, what's your kind of view on um, sort of standards in non-league football and, and stewards and, and how our games are kind of, in quotes, policed, I suppose? Well, um, <laughs> you have... You... Uh, you call me a bit on the hop with this, but strangely enough, um, it's been a bit of a topic at Chelmsford in, in recent weeks with with paid professional stewards. Um, right. You know, obviously, the higher up you go, uh, the higher the higher up in the levels you go, obviously, potentially, you need more stewards for bigger crowds. And um, yeah, I, I, it's a difficult one because. I've had experience, or some friends of mine have had experience of paid stewards that haven't had a very nice experience of them uh, with their 
behaviour, with their demeanour, um, with the way they treat the fans. Um, mm. And I, I'm not a massive fan of... Um, I think it's very difficult. You have to get the, the right stewards. It's, it's like with everything. It's like with the jobs. It's like with when you when you employ people, you have to have the right people. And maybe yeah. there's certain maybe there's certain stewards out there that aren't right to do this type of role. Um, maybe they think they're still on the nightclub door. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's uh, you know there needs to be perhaps a little bit more thought given to who you're having at football grounds because obviously it's a family atmosphere. There's yeah. uh, you know there's boisterous fans home and away. Um, you know, generally all, everything passes on, but obviously they have to deal with certain flashpoints potentially. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. But as you say about stewards uh, and volunteers, you know, Chelmsford are lucky in that there are, or there have been in the past, loads of, of, of volunteers willing to sort of put themselves forward to help out. Uh, we're quite lucky. We've got a lot of young lads who are on the supporters club that that will do anything at the hat to help the club. Um, so, so we are fortunate in that respect, and obviously with the the potential, well, the new owners at the club being from the obviously the race course of yeah. City of Essex, uh, City of Chelmsford, um, they have access to uh, stewards from that side of things. So, y- all the pieces are there. It doesn't always work right. Uh, I think there's there's tweaking that needs to be done, but I think you have to be very careful who you have as uh, as a as a paid steward and volunteers are always preferred obviously it's not always possible um and you know sometimes sometimes a mix is required but it is a difficult one i I do know that and i do know there has been issues at chelmsford so yeah it's um it's it's an awkward it's an awkward one sometimes and you do have to get the right balance Mm. and ryan at parkside uh is you know how are you kind of served there what's your kind of view on this area um, to be honest, I, I don't. Since John, I've sort of been caught a bit on the hop. I, I haven't really yeah. given it much thought, to be honest. We've we've got obviously guys that work the the the, the, the gates and obviously the, the stewarding and stuff. But it's, it's more of a volunteer thing. And one of one of our stewards actually, um, I believe he gets paid. I'm sorry if I got this wrong, but I believe he gets paid because he he also helps in another um, club just across the, the water. Right. Um, I think I think it's Welling. I'm not I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, I think he gets paid there. Um, but obviously they've done the qualifications etc then he, he needs to have but i believe he's volunteering with us um his his um but we we i'll be honest we never really seem to have any issues there's no there's no sort of ag there there's no agro there there's and it's for any reason there's obviously other big games that come in um, obviously we, we end up having a few more so whether it's people volunteer or, or there's, a, there's a set list i'm not too sure i don't get i'm not really involved with the club too much it's more obviously being a fan and then, then giving us the access to the media stuff, to be honest. But um, mm. all of that t- sort of decisions I'm completely away from, so I couldn't really give a, a definite answer. No, of course, no. Well, well thanks for both for addressing it anyway. Like, as you both rightly point out, I didn't exactly uh, prompt you, uh, preempt you for it. So, um, yeah, yeah. But um, um, Okay, well, listen, I, I always pick a, a game to watch sort of coming up. I had pulled out uh, the uh, quarterfinal we mentioned earlier on between Concord Rangers and Chelmsford. Um, but I guess I'll just switch that over to, uh, to Concord's replay at Bath in the uh, FA Trophy. Good luck to uh, Scopesy's Beach Boys in that, of course. Um, as always going forward you can tweet me at the JC pod if you have any comments for the show or if you'd like to be a future guest um, and you can email me as somebody did uh, this week at uh, JC non-legal one word at gmail.com and I'd hurry up as I'm uh, seriously contemplating next week's um, episode 140 uh, certainly maybe being the last one and uh, 
perhaps certainly uh, in the uh, in the weekly format. Um, and it remains for me to thank uh, both of my guests uh, for calling in today and uh, speaking so articulately on their clubs. Um, Jen, just finish up by telling me uh, who you've got next. Uh, obviously, John, notwithstanding that Concord game we mentioned there, who have champs have got uh, coming up next, mate? Well, we've got Eastbourne at home on Saturday. Right. Um, looking to looking to really get three points there. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think they're in the best form. Um, so hopefully, cement an attack on that top seven. Mm. Um, yeah, so so we've got we've got a reasonable running actually coming up. Mm. Good. Well, I hope to see you uh, in those playoffs again, and this time uh, seeing it through, of course. But uh, uh, Ryan, we know you've got uh, Berry Town Monday evening. Um, they are, you know, they've got uh, promotion uh, aspirations themselves, of course. Um, mm-hmm. How do you see that going, mate? They're, they're a good side. Yeah. How, how do you see that one playing out? Um, it's going to be a tough game, and I think um, Keith mentioned something, something on his interview with BBC Essex. It was a case of. When it comes to the FA Trophy, we've got sort of a, a weakened squad because we've only probably got 14 players that can potentially play in it. Um, obviously, one was out injured yesterday. Um, when it comes to um, uh, the league, obviously, we get the likes of Tom Richardson back, Perry Dunn back, so it gives more numbers into the squad as well. So I don't know whether there's plans to freshen anything up tomorrow. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but obviously, it's going to be a tough game. Barry are up there or thereabouts and... and <laughs> If, they, if we're challenging, they're challenging, and then we have another tough end on Saturday when we go away to Coggleshall. So, it's, the game's coming thick and fast, and every game is winnable, but obviously every game is going to be tough as well. So, this, as you know, James, in this league, there's, there's no easy wins, no. is there? So. No. Great stuff. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, gents. Um, John, I don't know if you've braved any uh, quest highlights yet for uh, the uh, Yorkshire Derby yesterday, no. but I've kind of been no, avoiding I it. I mean... Obviously, it's an occupational hazard for me. I'm always working at three o'clock on a, a Saturday anyway, so I, I, you know, I often not that we <laughs> often play three o'clock on a Saturday with Sky Sports, but um, I haven't seen any of it. It sounds miserable, but um, yeah, just one of those things, eh, mate? I'm not going to watch it, mate. I don't, no, I, don't I might not. When, when Leeds win, bit sad, really. I'm the same. I just, I, I just think it. you can no, curate no, your experience in this life. Why would you watch it? You know. Yeah, have I got just a second just to mention that we're doing a sponsored walk? Uh, hike to um, Oxford from Land's End in, in March. In, yeah, of course. Yeah, fire away. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, go on, fire away. Yeah. Um, it, it's basically uh, it's, there's quite a large group of, of guys that uh, sort of you know carry out some of these mad walks, and, and we're doing a, at the end of March uh, a week going down to Land's End on uh, I think it's the was it the 28th of March right. um, minibus action. Uh, going to set off from Land's End on the Sunday and basically walk to Oxford for the game, uh, Chelmsford's game against Oxford. Right. And and basically it's um, it's something we do every year. And, and, and last year we walked to Torquay from Chelmsford um, for that game. And it, it's really just a um, it's a it's a cracking laugh. It's uh, it's to raise money for, for not only the club but for Chelmsford Mencap. Right. Um, and and it, it's a culmination of just lots of sort of stupid things that, that we tend to do like the three peaks and, and uh, um, you know boot camps and cannibal runs a lot of fundraising goes on at the club I'm sure Avery do exactly the same and, mm. and obviously fundraising is, is, is a big part of non-league football and um, yeah so, so we'll, be look, we'll be doing that in March and obviously uh, looking forward to that and a big group of 11 guys 
so it should be cracking. Um, so look out on Twitter if, if you're. Yeah, how do people how do people find information or, or sponsor you? Or you know, what's the best what's the best place to point them at for that? Well, uh, there'll be we, we do a sort of a podcast every evening uh, of basically us sitting in a pub looking really tired and 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 taking the mickey out of each Brilliant. other. And there'll be there'll be stuff on on the Twitter feed and. What's the um, Twitter? What's the Twitter handle, John? What's the the name for them to check out it's, for that? Do you know what? I, I can't even think yeah, off the top sure. of my head. I'm we'll find out. I'll tweet it later. Put, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the supporters club will will retweet stuff as well at yeah. Jumps City Supporters Club. So thanks for just giving me the chance to sort of no, mention that. And and it's really for a good cause. Jumps and Mencap as one of the guys uh, does some voluntary work there. So um, we we love a good cause. And and there's nothing nothing better than that.